1: Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work podcast. In this episode today, we have Vivek Malotra, founder, Prune App. Vivek, it's good to have you here. How are you? Uh,
0: thank you so much, Hashrita, uh, Sh- for uh, having me here.
1: Okay, so uh, Vivek, just to sem- set some context about you and what you do, can mm-hmm. you tell our listeners a bit about yourself and your career journey from the start?
0: Mm-hmm. So I, I'm a... Essentially, currently, I'm trying to be an entrepreneur. you know, it's like being a human being. Entrepreneurship is also you know uh, is an attempt to achieve certain goals. So I would say I'm in the process of uh, being one. Uh, but before that, you know I've been uh, essentially I've been in the corporate world for many years and I've worn different hats for, uh, so whether it's marketing, sales, uh, customer service. But I'm essentially been uh, you know passionate about marketing and that's where I started my career. I started my career in consumer durable from a company uh, with a company called Solora International uh, those days and we eventually went on to you know uh, have a partnership with uh, Panasonic I I was there for a while Uh, I was responsible for uh, uh, product management you know and those days we were launching new products in color television and uh, and of course the cooler segment which is the brown goods so I started off, uh, you know, being a product management on, on the product management side with Salora International. So we were we were one of the color television brands in those days. And uh, so that, that involved a lot of, uh, you know, uh, developing new products uh, from in the color television space. And then of course, uh, entering new segments uh, as we were kind of exploring at that point of time. And I spent about close to about uh, one and a half, two years there. And then I moved on to uh, telecommunication and uh, kind of have stuck on that uh, industry for a long time so I think 96 97 is when I got into telecommunications with the erstwhile uh, or now in fact even now they uh they're in this business uh, which is uh Himachal futuristic hfcn and you know so uh, I, I I've done paging I've done uh, a launch of cellular services uh those days we had this uh, Circle Gujarat. And uh, from then on, I moved on to, you know, a company, my last company, which kind of merged and took different shapes, Escotel and then of course, uh, Idea Cellular, and then before it kind of became V, which is sort uh, of an idea merger. So th- that's that's essentially been my journey, but uh, I've worn different hats uh, within that, which is marketing, sales and uh, customer service as well. Yeah, but my, my interest in my forte remains marketing uh within that brand management and when i eventually kind of uh, uh, you know kind of moved on uh, but uh, that was about 2018 when when i kind of jumped the ship and uh, within that i've kind of worked with uh different uh, you know in various consulting assignments as well in let's say on uh, automobile industry helping them launch their digital uh, uh, you know transformation projects and then and then of course um uh, IT as well, so it's been a mix of things, and that all this while I was trying to set up Prune, but it was uh, eventually this year, beginning of this year, when I kind of jumped in full time. I thought I think it's time to you know give give greater attention to it, and that's been a you know short description, uh, maybe a long answer, but a short description of my journey.
1: it's a wonderful journey you had, Vivek. You know, uh, you are the OG, I think, uh, if that's correct to say, of marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you were talking about when the color television just started and you were in that company, if I'm not wrong, you mentioned.
0: No, color television happened much earlier. That was during the Asia Games, I think 1982. I remember very clearly when Dushan started weaving color televisions. I entered this industry about 94 or so. So there was already about 12 years I had gone in and, uh, but still, uh, uh that was also the time it, uh, the bigger brands, which, uh, kind of, you know, owned the space for a long time were there. So, uh, but yeah, I think the, uh, that, uh, you still had to, uh, convince the user as to why he should buy your brand Correct. and, uh, and also to an extent category, because at that time, black and white still remained a, a segment, you know, I mean, it was, a. Uh, you know degrowing segment and we also we also used to have products in the black and white trade i clearly remember uh, and that was i mean we kind of positioned it as the second television you know in the house so so yeah uh, i think uh, it was just the time when this particular segment was fading and we were we needed desperately to get into a new uh, you know the uh, evolving segment of color television so i i think uh, great times i think some of the relationships i forged especially with uh, my manager at that point of time, who I continue to hold in very high respect, because whatever I learned in marketing, and he himself was a guru in marketing. uh, So I was lucky to, you know, kind of be tutelaged under him, you know, manner of speaking. Uh, So, yeah, I think, you know, that was a time when uh, Al Reese and Jack Trout had released their book on positioning and, you know, I I became a great fan of it. So I kind of stuck on for a while. Different, you know, theories, propositions have come over the time, but I think the reason to convince the user to uh, consider your product remains, you know, I mean, I think the technology, your approach or uh, even the media has changed over the years of time, but I think the the way a consumer reacts to you from a brand perspective, that remains central to the uh, need of an organization.
1: Correct. Absolutely. I agree. So Vivek, when you first started your journey, what was something that was more challenging than you expected?
0: Journey from a current entrepreneur role or when I started my career? uh, Which is that you mean?
1: You can share both.
0: Okay. So I think uh, when I, I, let me start with what, i am currently what i would have kind of faced initially i think the 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 product market fit you know uh, is is the most difficult uh, to achieve you may have a concept in mind but eventually what is that the consumer or the market is looking for i think that uh, achieving that uh, is a challenge and especially if you are you know if you're looking at a market uh, which is you know which has typically large you know brands already in that space so i think you know and uh, something like what we are trying to achieve how do you get the product market fit i think that's uh that's a challenge you know i think uh, that's the biggest challenge because that's really the test of uh, whether rubber meets the road you know so i i think uh, that has been that has been my biggest challenge i think we took a, a little longer than uh, what we should have in that sense. So, yeah, so that that I would say is the biggest challenge. And I think similar was a case when we were, I, I mean, I just kind of entered the, you know, television industry. We were a strong brand in, uh, you know, in, in the black and white space. But I think what we realized and, uh, you know, having a complete product offering is very critical. You know, I mean, if you have a product, if you have an industry which is shifting gears, your presence in the newly acquired or the new direction of the industry is very critical you may not have the strengths you have to build those strengths uh, you know uh, as you get in there, so I, I would. It's, it's again about a product market fit, you know. That I would think is, uh, is an earlier challenge. But then, you know, as they say, you know, the challenges never go. And especially if you're a small brand, you know, I mean, I, 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 like to call myself having worked in more challenger brands. My ability, you know, I've worked in the context where you always had larger brands to fight on. I think there is, there is a huge amount of difficulty uh, as a challenger brand. But then it also. Uh, allows you to do things which as a you know, uh, bigger brands cannot do. So like I tell uh, people, you know, that, uh, I mean, and that's more from a, let's say the uh, current entrepreneurial context, you know, that when I was in the corporate world, you'd go all lengths to avoid a war, but in an entrepreneurial journey, I think you go all lengths to fight a war. So I think as a challenger brand, I think that thing kind of uh, sticks on and uh, what we're trying to do, there are already a few larger players doing things differently in a similar space, but of course, you know, we are, we are going to be different, but yeah, there is, there are already. Some people who who we need to challenge. So that's I that I think is a is a is a big challenge uh, uh, at, at this point of time.
1: Okay. So you know, speaking about changes we uh, make. So considering the pandemic and how work and workplace dynamics have changed in the last mm-hmm. two years, you know, uh, what is your take on you know work and how the future of work is going to be like?
0: Well, I think you know we have when we before we answer that question, I think we need to. it is in the context of the new generation how they coming in you know and clearly there is there is a need for or a, there is a you know kind of a expressed desire to have a work from home or a you know uh, or, or at least well of course uh, the younger generation may want work from home completely but i have a view that you know as a small organization before you're able to implement a you know a facility like that, you have to make investments into uh, managing productivity. I have seen both sides of it. You know, when pandemic kind of struck, there we had no choice but go back uh, you know go to work from home scenario. But in a small organization, you know, in a very flattish structure, if you have a, a large span of control and you're flat, it's very difficult to manage productivity. You have to have a structure in place to have ensure that you know productivity. Happens when you're in a work from scenario, work from home scenario. So I think, uh, you know, if either you are a very small micro organization or you are a a maybe mid to large organization, I think uh, it's possible to do. And and of course, you know, I'm I'm talking both uh, by micro and this is both in the context of the revenue and the size of the organization. But my I'm I'm of the belief that eventually, you know, I mean, I may be called a little old school, but uh, you know. Productivity gets driven in a in, in an environment. I mean, it's it's like a team game. So can you have a cricket team happening at you know for, if players have never met before or are in a different location and they just kind of asked to come on a day of the match? I think the results will be very very different. So I think uh, there is there is a need for the teams to come together. So I would say that. Maybe hybrid is the way uh, going forward. But personally, in our organization, and and I am sure some of the colleagues uh, we work together, they will hear me. Uh, I don't want to be sounding different than what I say to them. And what I'm saying here is that eventually for us for a small organization, I think work from office is the only way to survive because it's about survival. And once you have the luxury of it, uh, you know, some people can go on a hybrid mode. Currently also, you know, in a situation when if there is an exigency in somebody's house and he has to travel to you know 18 hours away and he has to be constantly present. And as we talk there are some people who are in the you know work from home in our context also but that's more uh situational i would say and uh, not as a policy right now but i'm working with hr to you know uh, kind of define this because uh, every time you come you face this particular question i think you should have you, you should have thought through answer which typically a policy is able to address. Uh, Correct. That address. So, so yeah, so that's, I, I know if I've been able to uh, you know put across my point but yeah, I'm more work from office personally speaking.
1: Interesting take on that, uh, Vivek. Coming to this next question, Vivek, you have been in this interview journey since 2019. So, uh, what's a commonly held belief about your role that you passionately disagree with and what are the things uh, in entrepreneurship that you would like to change? Like, view
0: about different people so i so I generally you know an entrepreneur and what i'm seeing around they're looking at market opportunity and then they would kind of delve and kind of exploit that that's a great way of looking at it. but i also personally i feel that uh, there has to be a mix of what is the market opportunity and where your strength lies you know Ah, uh, personally, there were there were many opportunities when I kind of was looking around. But I also kind of qualified that question by saying, "What is the strength that I have?" And uh, you know, I mean, and therefore, you know, a lot of times I'm asked, uh, what is your role?" I mean, we are we are in the telecommunication industry, and what's your role? So, so I, I uh, you know, I mean, uh, the reason we got into it. You know is the is the fact that you know that's where my strength lies so we did take up you know when i uh when i check out some other similar companies so for example you know we we do te- we do travel we do uh, and we do telecommunication we do travel and we do a bit of payments you know uh, payments as well not bit but i think that's going to be a of our big so i also uh, uh, there are many examples of people who are currently you know doing something similar so i kind of explain our position from uh, you know what those competitions are doing. So I, I get uh, then I would get asked is that you say that you know while well, while you're doing three things, uh, but uh, why is telecom the largest you know why do you think that's really your your, you're a telecom company and plus you have those two two other things you're kind of doing so my answer is that because when i started off i was the only one that's where my my strength lies you know so therefore i decided to you know kind of uh, position ourselves as a telecom company but yeah there are there are like monoliths here you know i mean large organizations already kind of in their large brands i mean three four of them but my reason my reason uh, to them is that you know I think I, I've been on that side i know uh, what is a consumer wanting what are the weaknesses and therefore i can exploit that market situation better because because of my strength so we are the so that's that's a, you know t- typically you know you know and invest and that's not a very investor friendly approach you know when you' look if you're going to be looking for investment because the market is very well you know well defined so there is an investor who's looking for fintech and there's somebody looking at edtech and somebody looking at like let's say let's say automation and all that we don't fall anywhere you know Uh, but i'm okay with that as long as you know i can justify and bring value to the consumer i think the investor will follow uh so that's the you know so i think (laughs) the investing is a big difference people think that you know you build a company for an investor, I'm not building a company for an investor, I'm building a consu- for a consumer. So that's that's a commonly held belief today is that why can't we build a company for an investor to be investable? I would say I would rather buy a company which is for which a brand is viable by the consumer. So I think that's the largest difference and of course on a daily basis i you know that makes the climb a little steeper but i'm prepared for uh, that kind of uh, uh, you know uh, effort
1: that's a superb answer vivek i'll say i mean this could be could become a quote actually, you know. Why not build a product for the consumers and not for the investors? That's mm-hmm. that's great, that's great, Vivek. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Vivek, uh, you have been in this industry since 1994, if I'm not wrong. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes, so, uh, is it like okay to ask you now because, uh, who is your mentor or industry role model? Because obviously, I've been like more than three decades, if I'm not wrong, mm-hmm. almost three decades. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah yeah almost three decades yeah, yeah there is uh you see you cannot you will need to have mentors not just for uh you know taking care of the days or months uh, when you don't do so well but they're also important from learning perspective and i think i in each of the journeys i if i can break them up into maybe four five of them i can see five at least five mentors who have kind of uh would i would say are equally responsible for bringing me you know i mean i i'm not as good as they made me you know they you know kind of made me shine by you know rubbing me puffing me pushing me and uh you know maybe punching me at times uh so i think the reason the reason the way i look at it uh, uh how the world sees me is because of uh, what efforts they did and you know and and of course you know i mean but a mentorship starts early uh i would uh, you know i would go back even earlier before i kind of started working my father my father was a great mentor so a lot of my financial uh abilities come from the way he w- he would look at this thing but my wife t- kind of tends to disagree because she feels that i'm not uh, <laughs> in a small percentage as good as he was but then uh, of course yeah i think uh I, I have um for me i think mentorship is is very critical uh for without which you cannot do well and i think the uh, periods I didn't eventually do well in the corporate world was, was probably I didn't have the right mentors at that point of time. I could have done better Yeah, but yeah, kind of missed out.
1: Yes, we totally agree on that. We need our mentors you know, to be mm-hmm. with us all the time. Uh, not all the time yeah, but to guide us to guide so us, we yeah. don't go in the wrong right, direction right, right yeah so the last question here vivek is what is your message and advice to the younger generation that are just starting their careers in the field or you know who are just uh, you know maybe starting a startup mm-hmm. in the in this field
0: so uh, i would tend to you know there was a recent huge controversy about you know somebody saying how long you should be working uh, but i come from a school you know that if you really want to you know make a mark for yourself uh, you know you have to give it all out uh, but i think the biggest uh, you know the i, I would say the uh, you know, my biggest learning came uh, there were many, but I, one that comes to the mind with, with, with respect to this question is, you know, uh, once my manager told me that, you know, what what is the target, you know, uh, you're going to take. And I kind of said the target, which was already given to us. I think what he said, a very, very important thing, you know, is that you should internalize the target you know, or the goal. So if you think somebody setting a lower goal for you, you are in all ability, you can go ahead and take a higher goal. Uh, but when and it's, sometimes you might find that somebody is stretching you, uh, right? And uh, the goal is not what you will be able to do. You're you're all right to you know kind of set a lower goal for yourself. eventually, one, the generation has to kind of set a goal for itself. So whether it is you know uh, I won't I mean whether it is achievement whether it is health, I, I think they have to be focused on uh, both health from a mental point of view and also from what they eat. I mean I uh, when I look at uh, the young colleagues I work with, I think there is a lot of unhealthy eating which is happening. I think uh, th- that's the core, that's the starting point of what you want to achieve. So so mental health, your your goals, your mental health, your physical health, and also, you know, constant learning, you know, we are going to be in a, in times when uh, skills are not going to be more than maybe a couple of years or three years at best. So what direction you want your uh, you know career to go? Because you come out with a certain skill set, uh, chances are that you may not or never be doing or maybe you may be doing those what you learned, but definitely in a few years, you will not be practicing what you learned. So it is critical that you are aware of what, how the technology is moving, how the concept of work is changing in terms of the industry you are in. So you should be prepared for yourself to be able to take those... Uh, you know, shifts. And, and lastly, uh, it's all about risk. You know, I think the ability to, and, and my famous quote, my favorite quote in this is that the moment you don't take a risk, that's the biggest risk you take. So, from a career point of view, also, I think you should be ready to take certain risks. The moment you, I've personally seen for myself, the the years which I've taken have been far more conservative. I think that's where you lost the law, the, the maximum compared to the months or the years you took maximum risk. So I, I would say these four things is what is very critical from what they should look at at this point of time.
1: Those four points really inspired me as well. Even I started thinking and looking into it, you know, taking risks. And uh, saying, uh, you know, uh, look, making a goal for yourself. If you can stretch mm-hmm. it, if you cannot stretch it, a realistic goal, I feel. Right. I think uh, the, the listeners also will have a nice takeaway from these four points. Uh, mm-hmm. So before uh, leaving Vivek, so this is the last mm-hmm. question. Can you tell our listeners where they can reach out to
0: you? So uh, uh, I'm available on the social media, uh, LinkedIn, uh, as Vivek Malotra. Uh, if they search out for Vivek Malhotra and Prune, they'll definitely uh, get me on uh, social media. I'm there on Twitter as well, right? And uh, yeah, so uh, any of these medias, they can kind of reach out. If they have uh, any question or if I could be of any help, uh, I would be more than willing to, uh, you know, do my share of it, uh, whether uh, from, you know, coaching or uh, direction point of view i, I i'm ready to uh, do that kind of role and anything else they think uh, which is within my means would be happy to kind of consider
1: oh that's great vivek so great chat vivek this brings us thank to you. the end of our conversation it was lovely hosting you today and thank you so much for your insights have a nice day bye-bye thank you
0: thank you so much uh, for this opportunity look forward to being touch. thank you yeah. thanks thank a lot